0: Bless the Lord, oh my soul. I'm glad you're here with us tonight. I just want to stop for a few minutes here and just thank Bishop Rick Hawkins and uh, Pastor Giovanna Hawkins. I love Quest Church, man. Pastor Josh Reyes and Pastor Christian Long. The Lord is good in this house. Quest Church is such a blessing. I love Quest Church and I thank the Lord for it. God has uh, moved in a tremendous way in my life through this church. And I see it moving all the time. Every time we get online, I see more and more great things happening in the name of Jesus. Amen? Well, I'm glad you tuned in tonight. I've got a word I want to share with you tonight, and I believe God's going to change some lives tonight as you hear the word of the Lord come forth. I want to speak to you tonight on the subject of identity. Identity. If you would, I'd just like you to type that in your comments as you listen out there tonight. And if you would, look in your Bible. If you want to turn with me, you can. If you don't, I'm going to read from the Word of God tonight. I'm I'm going to the book of Hosea, Hosea chapter 3. And Hosea says, Then the Lord said to me, Go again, love a woman who is loved by a lover and is committing adultery, just like the love of the Lord for the children of Israel. That's the way he wants him to love her. Who look like other gods and love... The raisin cakes of the pagans. So I brought her, I bought her, excuse me, so I bought her for myself for 15 shekels of silver and one and a half homers of barley. And then I said to her, You shall stay with me many days, you shall not play the harlot, nor shall you have a man. So too will I be toward you. And then in verse 4, he says, For the children of Israel shall abide many days without a king or prince, without sacrifice or sacred pillows, without ephod or sephraim. In verse 5, he says, Afterwards, the children of Israel shall return and seek the Lord their God and David their king, and they shall fear the Lord, and his goodness shall, or his goodness in the latter days. If you would just pray with me for a second, Father, in Jesus' name. I just pray the anointing of the Holy Ghost to go forth on the Word of God tonight, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name that you speak to the hearts of those that are listening tonight, Lord, those that are listening on Facebook, Father, those that are listening over the Internet. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you just break the chains that bind, that you illuminate the lights on the the hearts of our, our souls, Father God, to understand the Word of the Lord as it comes forth tonight. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Anyway, I'm glad you're here with us tonight, and I just thank the Lord. I tell you, God's been moving in a tremendous way here in Quest Church. But last night and and this morning after my brother Rick, Bishop Rick Hawkins, had asked me if I'd share tonight, I began to seek the Lord on, you know, what to share, and I felt the Lord bring me to the book of Hosea, and I felt like God was speaking to me about identity, about identity. And a question came to my mind, and this is the question I'd like to ask you, if you were if you, if you had a, a, a thought about this, are you where you thought you would be right now in life? Did you think that you would be where you're at right now in life? Or did you think you would be somewhere else in life? The turns and the bends of life, the same uh, that, that, that road that you were on, that same road that you were on whenever you were a young man has brought you in a different direction than where you are right now And did you think that you would be where you're at? I can honestly say to myself tonight that I don't think that I would be right here, right now. I don't know where I thought I would be, but I don't think it would be here because there's been bends and there's been things that's happened and things that the road has taken me in different directions. And I guarantee you that some of you, if you could sit down and tell me your story, if I could tell you my story, if I sat here long enough to tell you my story, it would bring tears to your eyes because of some of the things that I've been through some of the things that you've probably been through, some of the things that's happened in our life that's caused us to end up where we're at right now. But it seems like love always brings us home. No matter where we go in life, no matter how far we wander away from God or how far we we run away from the word of the Lord or we run away from the things of God, the love of God seems to always pull us back. And so identity, the Lord started speaking to me about identity. Who am I? Who am I when I go through a breakup in a relationship? Or who am I when I find out that my wife or when you find out your your spouse has cheated on you? Who am I whenever you find out that you have a terminal disease? Or who am I whenever you find out that your bank account is low and you don't know how you're going to pay your next bill? Who am I when they come and they repossess your vehicle or they repossess your home? Who am I when a child tells you your child tells you that they don't love you anymore because they don't like the way you're, you're, you're leading them in life or you're not letting them have their way anymore. Who am I whenever you have lost a family member or whenever you've lost family or you've lost a church or a pastor has lost churches? Who am I whenever you wake up in a city not knowing where you're at and not knowing anyone in that city? Who am I when a friend has betrayed you? Who am I whenever you have betrayed a friend? Identity is such a simple but complex word. When you think about it, it's the character and the personality of the individual. I have to stop and ask myself sometimes, and I've done it many times in my life, who are you, Randy? Who are you right now in your life? The things that you're you're going through, the stuff that's happening with you, who are you? And I had to go to the book of Hosea, and the Lord showed me In Hosea chapter 1, verse 2, God says to Hosea, Go take unto thyself a wife of whoredoms and children of whoredoms and the land that committed great whoredoms departing from the Lord. And so the Lord showed me this, and I began to think about it, about how God uses a prophet. But he tells this prophet, I want you to go out into the land, and he says, I want you to find a prostitute and marry that prostitute. Talking about an identity crisis. Talking about an identity check. When you look in the book of Hosea and you read about Hosea the prophet, you begin to think about this because all of a sudden you realize that this man, who is a prophet of God, has been told by God, I want you to go out and I want you to marry a prostitute. And I thought about this guy by the name of Harvey Henry Wilcox. I don't know if any of you have ever heard of Harvey Henry Wilcox. Mr. Wilcox was a real estate entrepreneur, but more than anything else, he was a great man of God. He lived in Kansas, and he went out and he bought over a hundred acres out west in California. His plan was to build a Christian utopia. He wanted a place back in 19. I mean, in 1887, he wanted a place where. All denominational people and non-denominational people could come together as one and just worship the Lord and love and just and just praise God, a place where Christians could call home, a place where Christians could come together in peace and harmony, and a place where they could just have a utopia of love. And Mr. Wilcox decided he would let his wife name that place, and that name of that place is something that all of you are going to know when I tell you what it is, Hollywood. Hollywood now think about that over a hundred acres of land he purchased back in the 1800s and he purchased that land because he had a vision for it he had a dream for it and he had he, he had an identity with that he wanted to see that turned into something for God but all of you know and we all know that Hollywood is anything but a Christian utopia I'm telling you the, telling you that story about Mr. Wilcox, because sometimes things don't always live up to their identity. Things don't always live up to what they were created for. Things don't always work out the way that we thought they would work out. And so this is why the Lord spoke to me about identity. In the Bible, the Bible has prophets, and it had the major prophets and the minor prophets, and you know that the major prophets, the only difference between them and the minor prophets is not a matter of stature or a matter of, of um, the word of the Lord, but it was a matter of their lifespan, and it was a matter of the, how big their books were, how big their stories were. So you had major prophets and minor prophets, and they were all prophets, but the same prophet. In the minor prophets, Hosea was the 12th minor prophet. Oh, I'm sorry, Hosea was the first of 12 minor prophets. He was a prophet during the same time of Isaiah and Micah. But Isaiah got to see the throne of God. Ezekiel got to see the bones come together and make life. Daniel could interpret dreams. Jonah saw thousands give their heart to the Lord. Zechariah saw visions. But Hosea, he got to marry a prostitute named Gomer and have kids of whoredom. Hosea chapter 1 and verse 2 again, God speaks to Hosea and he tells him, Go take unto thee a wife of whoredom and children children of whoredoms, for the land hath committed great whoredom departing from the Lord. God's people had turned from God, Jehovah God, and they had turned to the God of Baal. Now think about this for just a minute. I'm thinking about Hosea whenever the Lord spoke to him and he tells him, I want you to go take a prostitute for a wife. And I began to think about that. Can you imagine, why would he do something like that? And the only thing that I could figure was this. Do you think that God has emotions? Do you think that God has feelings? Can he be sad? Can he be happy? Can he hurt? Can he love? Can he feel love? Does God feel jealousy? Do you think God gets jealous? I think God does get jealous, and the Bible tells us in Exodus chapter 34, verse 14, For thou shalt worship no other God, for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. God told Hosea, I want you to marry a prostitute. Can you imagine the Lord speaking to you and telling you, I want you to marry a prostitute. I want you to go out and marry a woman of whoredom. I want you to go out and marry a prostitute. Let me just tell you the story real quick, the way I see it in my mind's eye, if you'll just take a little walk with me. I see Hosea as as a man of God. He's a prophet of the Lord. He's been speaking to the people and telling the people what the Lord has to say. But the more he spoke and the more he preached about the Lord, the more the people turned toward false gods. The more the people turned toward Baal, the more the people turned against God. And all of a sudden, God speaks to him. He says, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go out and marry a prostitute. I need you to go down to the red light district. And I need you to go down there and I need you to find a woman down in the red light district. And I can see Hosea as he's walking down there thinking, I've never been down this road before because this road right here is a place that prophets don't go on. This road right here is a place where the men of God stay away from. This place right here is what other prophets and other men of God talk about all the time about staying away from. But God has told me to take a walk down that road and find me a prostitute to make for my wife. And I can see Hosea as he's making his way down that road and he's looking at these women are standing on the street corners and he sees this one particular woman and he's just drawn to her for whatever reason. I don't know if it was her beauty or if it was her personality or the way she was dressed, but something drew Hosea to this woman, and when he comes up to her, he finds out that her name, and he starts talking to her, and he finds out her name is Gomer. Now, think about that just for a minute. I don't know about you, but probably if I was going to talk to a woman and she told me her name was Gomer, that probably would just cut it all off for me right there. I'd be like, okay. (laughs) I call Miss Debbie Gomer all the time. It has nothing to do with prostitution." It has to do with Gomer Powell. I don't know if any of you ever watched Gomer Powell before, but I used to watch Gomer Powell when I was a kid growing up. My brother knows we used to watch that all the time. You had Sergeant Carter, you had Gomer Powell, but Gomer Powell, man, he was he was a trip. So anyway, so i you know he was kind of a goofy guy, but when Debbie does stuff, sometimes I'll, or my kids, we used to we call each other Gomer all the time. It has nothing to do with this Gomer in the Bible. I just want to tell you that right now. So anyway, so here's here's Hosea. He goes up and he meets this woman this lady of the night, and he tells her, listen, when he walks up to her, she says, he says, I need to talk to you. She said, well, you can talk all you want. Got, I got a place right over here. It's going to cost you 200 shekels. And he goes, no, 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 no. I'm not about that tonight. He says, the reason I'm here tonight is to talk to you about me taking you out of this place where you're at. I want to take you away from this, and I want to give you a better lifestyle. I want to take you out of this place that you're in here, right right here, and I want to take you give you a better lifestyle. I want to give you a place where you'll feel secure. I want to give you a place where you'll have money. I want to give you a place where you'll have food, where you'll have a place to sleep. I want to marry you. And I can just see the expression on her face like, why would he want to marry me? Why would he want to do this? But she finally comes around and she says, okay, I'll do it. I'll marry you. So he takes her. Now, here's... Here's Hosea. Can you imagine being at Hosea's wedding, not ever seeing his wife before, and knowing who she is? And you're sitting there when she walks through, and all of a sudden you realize, wait a minute, that's the lady I seen on the corner down there. That's that prostitute. That's that woman that's been sleeping with a lot of these men out here. That's that woman right there. But he he takes her in, and Hosea marries Gomer, and then he takes her home. They ended up having three children. Jezreel was the first child. Jezreel means judgment. The second child's name, it meant not love. The third child's name meant not my people. But they're making a house, a home. Hosea the prophet and the prostitute, they're making their house a home. She's all of a sudden realized, man, I like this. This is nice. I I like being in this home. I I like raising these children. This is all good and everything. This is great. Hosea's name means salvation. So here's a man offering salvation to a woman who should have been judged. Here's a man offering salvation to a woman and offering love to a woman who doesn't know what love's all about. Here's a man that's making people, his people, her people. He's bringing her in and he's giving her a family that she didn't even have. I bet Hollywood can make a story a movie out of this story from the Bible, and I'm thinking they probably already have. Everything was going good with Hosea and his new bride and their three children. He would get out, he would go do the work of the Lord, and he would come home, she'd have supper ready, and the kids would all be sitting around, and they would say their prayers, and then they would have their dinner, and they would live their life just like normal people would. And then one day, all of a sudden, one day, Hosea comes home. And he's looking for his wife, Gomer. And he can't find Gomer anywhere in the house. And he's looking around. He's looked in the bedroom. He's looked in the kitchen. There's no supper on the table. The kids hadn't had a bath. And he's looking and he's looking and he's looking. He can't find her. And it gets late in the night. He can't find her. So he goes out and he starts looking for her. He can't find her anywhere. A couple of days goes by and finally the Lord reveals to him she's not here. She's back down at the place where you brought her from. And so Hosea goes down. And sure enough, there there she is. She's in the act of prostitution again. Something pulled her back into that. She left and walked away from the very thing that was protecting her and keeping her, and she turned her back on it, and she walks out, and she walks away, and she goes back to the thing that she was delivered from. But the Lord spoke to Hosea, and he says, get her back and bring her back home. And so the Lord speaks to Hosea, and Hosea goes, and he gets Gomer, and he pulls her out of the bed, of another man and he brings her back to his house and he explains to her, honey, you can't do this anymore. We have children. We have a home. We have a life. You can't do this anymore. And then all of a sudden, it happens again. She abandoned the one who gave her love. She abandoned the one who didn't judge her. She abandoned the one that accepted her as she was. She abandoned the people that were her people now. And all of a sudden, Hosea comes home, and she's not there, and he looks around, and he finds a note. Somebody said it's a John Deere note, maybe a Dear John note, not a John Deere note. So he finds a note, and it's from Gomer. She says, I can't do it. I got to go back, and so she goes back. She's back down at the red district again, red light district again. Hosea goes down, and he pulls her out again, and he tells her, I love you, honey. You need to come home. You don't need to live this kind of a lifestyle any longer. You need to come back. We have kids and we have a home and we have a place. Can you imagine? Now the kids are starting to ask questions. What's going on with mom? Why is mom living this kind of a lifestyle? What's going on with her? How come she don't ever come home anymore? What's happening? What's taking place? And so she goes back again, back to the red light district. And Hosea he prays about it. And he's frustrated. He says, I'm not going back down there to get her this time. And he's kind of getting over it a little bit. He's going to move on with his life. Have you ever been there? You ever been there in your life where it felt like the things that was happening in your life, you didn't want to fool with it anymore. You just want to put it behind you and just go on. This is where Hosea was with his marriage. He was kind of like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. She's going to keep going down there, and I don't want to have to keep going down there getting her. She don't want to live right. I can't help it. God told him, He says, This is what you need to do. And God spoke to Hosea again in chapter 3 and verse 1. He says, go show your love to your wife again. Now think about that. Though she is loved by another man and is in an adulterous affair, love her as the Lord loves the Israelites, though they turn to other gods. This is the love of God. The love of God is telling him, and this is what I kept thinking to myself, what is it? What is it that the Lord is trying to show Hosea here? And the Lord showed me what he's trying to show Hosea is this. I want you to to have an identity understanding. I want you to identify with what I feel. When my people turn their back on me and when they go astray from me, I want you to feel what I feel. I want you to feel the hurt that I feel. I want you to feel the disappointment that I feel. I want you to feel the love that I feel for those individuals. But at the same time, I want you to understand that this is how I feel. And that's why you feel the way that you feel right now. So Hosea goes back down again to get his wife. But this time, she's not as good looking as she was. She's older now. She's not as attractive as she was anymore. And so they're not really able to use her in the prostitution ring anymore. So they put her up in a a, a place where they're going to sell her as a slave. So they put her on the auction block. And Hosea goes down, and there she is on the auction block. And he tells the guy, listen, that's my wife up there, and I want my wife. And he says, if you want your wife, you're going to have to buy her back. You're going to have to pay for her if you want her. And so the bidding started. Long story short, Hosea, he ends up buying his wife back for 15 shekels of silver, five bushels of barley, and a measure of wine. And I can just see Hosea as the slave masters take Gomer down off of the platform and lead her down. I can see Hosea as he's approaching her and as they make eye contact and she sees that here is my Savior here with me again. It's my Savior. He's here. It's my salvation. He's here to bring me back again. Hosea says, I'm going to treat you like this never happened. Read about it in in chapter 3 of Hosea. I'm going to treat you like this has never happened, but you've got to promise me you're going to be faithful to me and never let this happen again. And so in the same way Hosea goes down and he searches for Gomer every time she goes back to the red light district, this is Jesus searching for you and me. This is the Lord as he comes after you and me. God has an unfailing love for you. God has an unfailing love for you, and he's not going to let you stay in that place where you're at. I can tell you I've run from the Lord. I read from God, and I thought when I got far enough away from him, he wasn't going to be able to reach me. But I'm telling you right now that his love broke through. His love came and found me. God has everything, and I had nothing. Listen, Hosea is a prophet, and Gomer is a prostitute. Hosea sleeps in the same bed every night, but Gomer sleeps in a different bed every night. Hosea works for God, and Gomer works for a pimp. Hosea has a a home, and Gomer walks the streets, Hosea has security and Gomer has insecurity. He could not lose her. He had to have her. He could not lose it. He had to stay with her. He didn't want to let her go because of his love for her. It's a one-sided love story that I'm telling you about tonight. And just like our relationship with Jesus, he who had no sin became sin so that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He takes our trash and he gives us his treasure. He takes takes our grief and he gives us his grace. He loves you and he loves me and he loves everyone listening right now. It's a love that can't be stopped. He could have just said, I'm done. I'm not going to do this anymore. But he wouldn't give up. He kept going after her. Jesus is the love of our lives. Jesus is love. God is love. It's a love that cannot be stopped. The psalmist said it like this, where can I go from your spirit or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in hell, you're there. Gumber was having an identity crisis. She needed to have a, a change in her perspective about who God really was. You can't outrun his grace. You can't escape his mercy and you can't separate yourself from the love of God. I don't care where you go or what you do. I'm going to read this last portion of Scripture out of the book of Ephesians chapter 3, verses 4, 14 through 19, and then we're going to close. For this reason, Paul said, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom with every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of His glory He may grant you to be strengthened with the power through His Spirit in your inner being." also that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. God is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Who am I? Who am I? Am I that person that done those things in the past? Is that who my identity is? Is that how I'm supposed to identify myself is by my sins of the past? Was Gomer supposed to identify her? Was her identity supposed to be because of the way she lived her life in the past? Was Hosea... His identity is supposed to be because of the things he had to go through for Gomer. Our identity does not rest in what we have done. I want to tell you this. Our identity does not rest in how we feel. Our identity does not rest in the foes of this life. Our identity rests in the love of God. Hosea is Jesus. And you and I, or Gomer, we've went astray, but God's love has pulled us back. God is not finished with you. And I don't know who's listening to me right now, but I want to tell you, God is not done with you. God loves you, and God's reaching out for you, and I don't know what you're going through right now. I don't know what kind of hardships you're going through. I don't know if it's a, if it's a, a terminal ailment that you're dealing with, or if you're broke, or if it's a financial situation. I'm not sure where you're at in your life right now, but I can tell you this much. God's not done with you. He's not finished with you. He loves you, and he's reaching for you, and he wants to wrap his arms around you and pull you out of whatever it is that you're in right now and tell you how much he loves you and show you how much he loves you. I want to pray for you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every person listening tonight, Lord. And dear God, I just ask you to touch every person listening right now. Father, if there's someone out there listening right now, Lord, that doesn't know who you are, I'm just going to ask you to pray this simple prayer with me. Just say after me, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I take my life, I take my sins, I take everything that I've done in my life, and I give it over to you right now. I know that you died for my sins, and I know that you can forgive my sins, and I give them over to you right now, Lord God, and I thank you for saving me tonight. I thank you, Lord God, for restoring my soul tonight. Maybe you're out there and you've backslid. Maybe, Maybe you've run away from God. Maybe there's things going on in your life where you've run from the Lord. God's pulling on you tonight. He wants to bring you back into his loving arms. Father, I pray for that person right now in Jesus' name, that you touch them by the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Thank you for joining tonight. We love you. God bless you.